Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Another day, another dollar, right? Well, Friday was a good day. Friday was a very, very good day. As it looked like Trump and China had figured out a way to finish their conversations by saying, let's call it, do it in phases. What? <laughs> what? Um, so over the weekend, China's like, well, before we do phase one, we want one more round of talks. And I go, oh, I thought you guys figured it out, but nope. China is taking a cautious view on the most recent round of negotiations. The China Daily is noting today that champagne should probably be kept on the ice, at least until the two presidents put pen to paper. That sounds like a threat. Or that sounds like a, a realistic, we're not quite there yet commentary. President Trump has already tried to get ahead of the criticism by tweeting that China will immediately increase its purchases of agricultural products from the U.S. And that phase one of the deal can be finalized and signed soon. Now, I'm hearing that in no way, shape, or form has anything been bought or will it be bought anytime soon as far as agricultural products go. So it depends on your sources. Last week, we got a little bit more optimistic around Brexit. At the end of the week. Wow. I was thinking about that today. About how when pushes come to shove, after all this drama of talking about China trade wars and Drama about Brexit and drama about impeachment. How's the market doing? And the answer's not bad. So maybe I should just stop talking about the drama and start talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. And what are they going to do without a quarterback? I know you're saying, no, please don't. I'm not, trust me. Anyhow, um, Brexit's still out there. Brexit's still not done. China's still out there. China deal's still not done. I kind of wish I didn't know the last three or four British prime ministers. I wish they kind of just drifted off into the, like, the nether regions of my brain. British Queen Elizabeth II marked the reopening of Parliament, calling in October 31 Brexit a priority for the British government. Queen's doing her thing. It's good to be the Queen, no? No? Michigan pulled five, $600 million from Ken Fisher. After lewd comments, which is pretty interesting. Um, Ken Fisher has apologized for sexist and off-color remarks he made at a Tiburon CEO summit in San Francisco. The backlash has been pretty hard in the Me Too world. And uh, businesses have started pulling assets from him, which is probably what you should do. Put your money where your mouth is or something like that if that's how you want to vote. 
Fisher, a longtime market commentator and conference speaker, has come under fire for comparing the process of gaining a client's trust to trying to get into a girl's pants and talking about genitalia. That's just not going to fly anymore, Ken. The old boys club of Wall Street, it's less of an old boys club now than it's ever been, but it's still at some point, still very much an old boys club. So I get where you're coming from. I get the fact that you used to be able to do this and get away with it. But the rumpus room is closed, so to speak. I think that's a good thing. Gemini Man bombed at the box office, and Joker won the domestic office for a second straight weekend. It brought in another $55 million. Gemini Man came in in third place with 20.5. A lot of technology went into that. I think Will Smith is kind of done, don't you? Don't you? The funny thing about the Will Smith movie is that you can't even see it the way the director meant you to see it. He shot it in like 120 frames. 3D, a couple other things, so that it's like, whoa, look at that image. So that's out there. The Elton John biopic, Rocket Man. It's pulled in $195 million earned worldwide. Woo! Woo! Next big movie out of the gate should be Terminator Dark Fate. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Rumors are starting to build that Apple's got a big key product coming out in 2020. Yes, the augmented reality goggles or glasses should launch. It doesn't have to. Minku, who's long been Apple's biggest spoiler of information, um, said that there's a new iPhone that's going to cost $399. It's the iPhone SE2. Same processor that's in the new iPhone 11, so they're going to be cutting corners somewhere, but not there. Probably like uh, a couple of camera lenses or something. I don't know. That is stuff I don't know. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Bernie Sanders has unveiled a plan to raise corporate tax rates to 35% and to buy stock buybacks. Um, I don't know about that one. Now, Trump has been able to pull corporate tax rates lower. Sanders wants to go in and basically put them back kind of where they were. What we'll see is kind of what I think we've seen in the Chinese trade dilemma is that it's a long story and ultimately Wall Street will figure it out. Corporate accountability and democracy plan would also eliminate many of the tax breaks and loopholes in the tax code and do away with offshore tax havens. Oh, I don't know. I'm not going down the, the political road yet because there's going to be plenty of that in the next year. Um, nearly half the board of directors in any large corporation with at least $100 million in annual revenue corporations with at least $100 million in balance sheet total. And all publicly traded companies would be directly elected by the firm's workers. Yeah, there's some language in there that I'm going to have to wait on to see if it becomes more of a reality. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. 
on the side of the Bernie Sanders conversation, Mark Benioff. He's the Salesforce CEO. He's calling for billionaires like himself to be subject to higher taxes. He also did argue, argue that corporations should focus less on maximizing profits. He's an interesting dude. He's a, kind of a, a tech CEO from tech. I mean, born and raised in San Francisco kind of guy. So he's not from Harvard or Princeton. Um, he also isn't the first billionaire to say America's wealthiest should pay higher taxes. Warren Buffett saying it. Bill Gates is saying it. Um, it's kind of funny. It's almost like they're saying, look over here, politicians, look over here. And the politicians aren't looking. Anyhow, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Be patient. It's a little bit of a pullback day. And again, it's felt like that for quite a while now. We're moving into earnings season this week. This week, we get a lot of transports companies. We get a little information on intermodal trucking. A lot of, a lot of train companies. They tend to be a nice indicator of six months down the road, leading economic indicator. We also get some financials, but I'm most interested in the transports this week. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Fortnite had a season-ending event yesterday. I don't know if I should play into this hype or not, but I guess I'm going to. Fortnite's gone dark. The most popular video game in the world, which should lose its popularity soon, due to new games coming out and new consoles coming out next year. Um, But man, just like that, it's gone dark. Fortnite's gone dark. You can't play the game. They've gone through 10 seasons. Typically, a season lasts about three months. And um game was getting a little stale. Players were asking for a new map. Whole thing got sucked into a black hole. The whole game got sucked into a black hole. Now, this is kind of awesome. They had over 6 million plus people watching yesterday to see what's going to happen with Season 11. And there's no, there's no answer. It'll come back. We all know that. Um, there's too many eyeballs. 200 million plus in the United States. Six million people watching it. What's going to happen at the end of the season of a video game? That's not bad. ABC, NBC, CBS would kill for those numbers. On a Saturday, uh, Sunday at 11 a.m. Now, I bring this up because the video games are an investment. Millennials and how they spend money and time are worth studying because of the investment currency that comes out of their cash flow lifestyles. I still believe baby boomers have an investment angle, taking money out of the stock market. That's not good. At some point in time, maybe selling some homes. Hasn't happened really yet. I still like the boomers on like the pharmaceutical push and the healthcare push in the United States. I think we've all heard the stories recently about how much healthcare costs are going up this year, just like they went up last year, just like they went up the year before, just like they went up the year before that. 
And even though I see some doctors getting richer, I don't see the whole complex getting as rich as the cost going up. So that money's going somewhere. But back to video games, because I, you know, talking about millennials and talking about boomers, sure, that's a thing, no doubt about it. But uh, Activision Blizzard had a difficult week last week by, due to the Hong Kong protests. Some gamers vowed to boycott the company's titles. It was kind of interesting. They had a, a gamer who was connected to one of their games basically say something political against China about Hong Kong. It wasn't all that dramatic. You know, it wasn't like he said, we need to cut off the heads of all the Chinese leaders. No, no, that, that, that would be dramatic. But Activision um, kind of learned, you know, don't mess with China. China instantly stared down Activision, Activision blinked. Same thing happened to the NBA last week. And when it happened to the NBA, when it happened to Activision, I'm like, maybe I'll boycott Call of Duty. Maybe I won't get it. Maybe I'll, I'll say, screw you guys. You can't send that message to your employees. You can't. You can't quiet the man. Keep in mind, I know very, very little about what's happening on made in China. But then Apple got dragged into it. And I was like, ooh, no, no. Let's not criticize China. Let them do whatever they want. The almighty dollars involved here. Don't don't mess with the Chinese government. Apple closed an all-time high on Friday, and I was like, kind of happy that I did that little prayer not to freak out. Now, China will pass. The Hong Kong issue shall pass. And then we're going to be looking at the calendar, and we're going to go, ah, oh, it's an election year. It's an election year that also is a console year, the PlayStation 5. And the new Xbox will be launched for the 2020 holidays. Microsoft's next project is called Project Scarlet. How great would it be if they had a console named Scarlet Johansson? The ScarJo. It's going to arrive sometime in the 2020 holidays. Neither of these companies would let the other one have the launch for themselves. It's not how it happens in the war of nuclear machines. You got to build up, build up, build up, and then kind of agree not to build up for a couple years. Take two interactive should be a winner. Console refreshes happen every five to eight years, driving back big stock returns for companies like Activision. Take two interactive electronic arts, all publicly traded. They all beat the broad stock market by 26 percentage points on average in the 12 months preceding the consoles that came out in 2000, 2005, 2013. That's stunning. Jeffrey's analyst said, it's positive headline noise. If you're a gamer, you drop $400 to $500 on a console, what are you going to do? Let it sit there and, and look good? No. You're going to use even more of your discretionary dollars to buy video games. Now, this is going to be interesting because there's a lot of cannibalization going on right now. You see how Netflix is getting cannibalized by other media streaming plays? Same thing's happening in video games. Google Stadia, Apple Arcade. They're going after the traditional console business. The demand for blockbuster big-budget games has ne never been stronger. 
that Red Dead Redemption 2 has announced that it's going to be released on the PC with better graphics. I'm like, ooh, better graphics. And you can pre-order now for an October or November release. But of course, if you spend more money, you get the October release $20 sooner. $20 buys you one month sooner. Like, okay, okay. Now, streaming services are going to struggle to match the kind of experience that companies like Project Scarlet, Microsoft's, can do with speed, performance, and power. And the amount of immersion that they can put in the worlds, but streaming may be pretty cheap. Apple Arcade seems to be catching an audience for its smaller budget artsy games. You just can't say it's the next, you know, Call of Duty or Grand Theft Auto on the Apple. It's just, that's not what they're trying to do. Activision Blizzard's 2019 releases could do better than expected because of demand. 81% of teens say they intend to buy the next Xbox or PlayStation. 81% of teens. Now, I got to go to my resident teen, essentially my producer, who's eight years past being a teen, but doesn't matter. Um, are females, are they part of that 81% buying video games? Activision Take-Two Electronic Arts. I like out of all those Activision and Take-Two. Electronic Arts is a little bit too reliant on licensed sports properties. And when you do that, you have to pay the NFL, the NBA. You have to pay those guys. Royalty payments. So in terms of intellectual content, I, I like Activision and Take-Two the most. Especially since Take-Two, you know they got a new... Uh, Grand Theft Auto game coming out next year and you know it's going to be controversial so they can get some politician's wife to say horrible things about video games so you know they can get teenagers to go out and run buy that video game that said politician's wife hates. I'm Rob Black. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Anything you ever want to talk about, we can talk about. Sometimes the headlines that I see, I take a look at and I'm like, you know, I, I think I better go in a different direction (laughs) there's something about a video of inside the white house of an actor who's dressed like trump going around and hurting and assaulting journalists and political adversaries i'm like i'm just gonna say uh, let's hold off on on doing any research on that one let's 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 brush up on what's happening on Wall Street first and come back to that one to see see if that one's still there. Pretty brutal. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, I was talking a little bit about Fortnite and how they have 250 million people worldwide playing a game and how they went black at the end of the season and typically the next season starts two or three days after the first season ends and then Something like that. There's kind of like a normalcy to it. So there's this big in-game live event. And how many people you get to watch that, like the Marshmallow concert, which was in live, was it helps set metrics for advertising. 
Facebook has done a pretty nice job of saying, okay, we don't know what an online person is worth in the world of advertising. But we're willing to give those advertisers more money. No, we're willing to give them more data if they give us more money. And at one point in time, Facebook charged almost nothing for an ad. And advertising companies were like, well, we don't really know anything about the, is this working or not? And it's very slowly but surely they've been pulling together. Epic Games, who makes Fortnite, has done a pretty nice job in the last year of doing what in-game tie-ins. Now, I'll play Fortnite with my kids. Um, I try to stay as active as I can with them. Whether it's watching, you know, all the Pixar films and their babies to watching the superhero movies as they're getting older. Um, I'll play with them for sure. And uh, yesterday was kind of interesting because you kind of want to make sure that you're in the game for the in-game event. Otherwise, the server sometimes will lock you out and you're like, oh, no, I'm missing it. But that's what we have YouTube for now. And that's what we have Twitch TV for. So switching on Twitch TV, you can see what's referred to as an influencer. And I'm fascinated by this. I'm up to my eyeballs in, in fascination with the whole influencers. Um, and again, they just you start piecing together your little pieces here and there. And you're like, yeah, that guy Tyler Ninja Blevins, he's been on Jimmy Kimmel playing video games. And he's got blue hair. And whoa, he's making $6 million plus a year? That's like, when I was a kid, you wanted to make $6 million plus a year because you, that you'd be a movie star. The movie star, the professor, and I want everyone wanted to be the movie star. And now the movie star has been replaced by the influencer. Lori Loughlin's daughter, she didn't really want to go to college. Her mom didn't really have to buy her way into jail uh, because she was an influencer. Real, real good-looking, genetically pleasing DNA young lady who could put a camera in front of her and say, this is my favorite eyeliner. And I've never seen Lori Lachlan's podcast or video cast or YouTube stream, but just studying up on influencers. I've got a family member who, um, she's not related by blood. So I, I could be mean here. She's freakishly tall. Like she's like, hur, 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 hur. I'm going to eat a little hobbit today. Um, and she's on the bigger bone side. So she's actually drawn some comparisons to some really top-notch uh, plus-size models. Um, so she went to Berkeley for a few years, and I could kind of see the trajectory of she was kind of flirting with the idea of getting into communications and television. Big, tall woman. Big, tall woman. Like, think um, the blonde tall woman from the Star Wars movies and from the Game of Thrones. Big, big, big tall. And, but, like, when she was at Berkeley, I was like, hey, why don't you come over to the TV station, Cron? Like, you can, you know, probably intern for someone. She never really did it, so I was like, she's not really all that serious. So anyway, over the weekend on her Instagram account, I saw that she's now trying to become an influencer. And, uh, her and her mom were put on makeup, and let's just, she's teaching her mom how to use different types of makeup. And she doesn't do a bad job with the whole presentation, but it's pretty awful compared to the, the people who do it really well. So oftentimes in radio and television, I'll work with some really, really bright people. And every now and then a young person will come through. It's like, oh, I got a degree from Northwestern. And I'm like, why did you get a degree from Northwestern? You want to work in TV? That's like 
you're never going to pay that off unless you become the king of TV, which there's not very many positions called king of TV. Because when you are the king of TV, you tend to like it and you tend to keep it. But a lot of these younger people, I'm like, man, you should learn to video edit because like, I've got a family member who thinks she's going to be an influencer and she's going to pay money. And her father is going to pay for it. And her father is this kind of like plastic surgeon, which is fantastic when you're talking about Beverly Hills. Um, every cliche here, every cliche here goes. So my family member's mother has big plump lips and she's all, she's had the big surgery. And I just don't think that ever looks that great. I know you're saying you don't know the ones that look that great because they don't look like right, and maybe you're right. But so my family has been we're trying to be an influencer, and it's going to fail miserably. And uh, I don't know. I, I sometimes I look at some of these younger people and I go, hmm. Hmm. "What's on their mind?" She graduated Berkeley two years ago, and she still hasn't got a job because she doesn't want to practice adulting. And that gets into that whole cliche of millennials, right? Now, she comes from a very wealthy father. And uh, she'll be fine, is my assumption. As long as he doesn't get a divorce and remarry someone younger who ends up taking all of their money based on him dying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's why you get an estate plan and a trust. So there's a YouTube creator named Brooke Mikio. And i probably saying her name incorrectly. But she's got 200,000 subscribers on YouTube. She just quit her day job. And she's, fo- she's going all in on being an influencer. Uh, people in her family were wondering if she was wasting her college degree from the University of Georgia. And she left her job in sales to ultimately focus on her YouTube channel, podcast, and Instagram page. That's kind of a ballsy move, right? I remember when I was on the East Coast and I was like, you know... I'm doing this national radio show. I'm like, there's 60 plus markets. I didn't, I'd, I'd go to Houston. I'm like, man, I like Houston. The people are so friendly, but it's so hot. I'd go to Iowa and I'm like, whoa, this is really flat land. And everyone looks like they're cousins. Like, whoa. And then I'd go to Portland. I'm like, I like Portland. They've got good beer. They've got pretty tasty food, but too cold. Too much rain. And I came to Silicon Valley and I just fell in love. I'm like, I got to go there. That was my big move. Um, I gave up a national radio show so I could focus regionally, which I think I did the right thing. But who knows? With 200,000 subscribers on YouTube, podcast, and a popular Instagram page, I'm not 22, but I could see myself saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set up the, the Money Advisor channel on YouTube. I don't want to anymore. Um. So there's something there about trying to figure out being a influencer. Her channel that she continued doing while she was in college and filming videos in her dorm uh, started as a podcast called Gals on the Go. And I guess that's where all the creative thinking is happening at this point in time. Um, just throwing that out there for you. I can't imagine that uh, being 20 years old again and thinking influencer could be my job title, but I guess it could, but not for me. It's for other people at this point, right? From conception, filming, editing, and promoting, YouTube creators do it all. So you got to get really good with metadata and with tags. 
But earning money online, you're starting to see more and more people do it. There's even a management company called Slash MGMT that helps people secure brand sponsorships and other business opportunities. So the old Hollywood agent is also being replaced with, with, well, the whole Hollywood agent who had a Hollywood star now is being replaced by an influential influencer star. And I kind of get it. There's guides to how to make money on YouTube channels. So, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to come back to one more thing. So I was watching uh, Twitch TV yesterday with my kid. And we're watching this event. He's playing the event at the same time. So it's literally the two-screen experience, right? But, you know, we saw ads on Twitch TV. So I think that's just genius. I I like what's happening there. And I hope you see it. Amazon's now offering free Prime one day shipping on items that cost as little as a dollar. Do we really need that? I don't know. There should be a filter that uh, that Amazon puts on anything you buy. Like, do you really need us? I need makeup from time to time. I hate buying makeup. I hate going into a makeup store. I hate the whole process. If I go in by myself into a, like a store like Mac, I feel odd. Uh, so I'll order it online. I'm like, that's $4. I have nothing else I want to package that with. Or do, I, do I really need that? That's, that's my thought. Anyhow, and anyway. That'll be a service down the road. Do you really need that? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I've been in love with love. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. The back half of the week has more interesting news than the front half of the week. As we start getting into earnings seasons, the next two and a half, three weeks are going to be driven by a lot of caffeine in my world. CBO says House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's drug pricing plan would save Medicare $345 billion over a decade. Wow. Sounds like a good idea, right? It's fascinating because something just tells me I don't even want to dig into that. Save Medicare $345 billion over 10 years, according to the Congressional Budget Office. The savings wouldn't begin until 2023, assuming the bill gets passed by both House and Senate, signed by Donald Trump before the end of the year. It is an area where both Republicans and Democrats have kind of agreed that we've got to bring the cost down in health care. Medicare has to negotiate lower prices on as many as 250 of the most expensive drugs per year to get bigger discounts to kind of keep that whole insurance I don't want to use the word racket but if you've never really dug deep into your insurance you've never really experienced your insurance what is out of network what is copay what is in network what is out of pocket what is coinsurance most Americans can tell you what the difference between copay and coinsurance is so Pelosi being on to a good idea will it ever see the light of day I don't know Obviously, the big pharmaceuticals, the Merck's, the Pfizer's, uh, would have some lobbying dollars involved, I would imagine. Gemini Man was a massive flop, and Joker scored, a, and Joker laid a neg. No, Joker did great, but Gemini Man was a flop, and I, I, it makes me wonder. Will Smith's done, right? He hasn't been good since 
Was he ever good? That's honestly, I'll be honest with you. I know you're saying, please don't. That's a Hollywood royalty family I could do without. I know you're saying you're mean, Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm mean. I just don't know if I need him and his whole family everywhere in the media. After having the biggest opening weekend for the month last weekend, Joker brought in another $55 million. That's a 43% drop. Now, is a 43% drop good or bad? It's actually considered good, especially for October. Joker was made for about 50 to 60, 50 to 55 million. Another 5 to 10 million was put into marketing. It's about 60 million. So far, Joker has a global cum of over 540 million. This for Time Warner. It's actually for Warner Brothers for Time Warner for AT&T. That's not bad. Gemini Man across town pulled in 30 million. In its. No, excuse me. Uh, 20 million. 20.5 million. Uh, the Adams family actually did more in its second weekend than Gemini did in its first. Whoa. Um, not even coming close to, it's going to be a massive flop. So, as far as how much they're going to end up losing on that, $20 million for a movie that cost over, Gemini Man pulled in $20 million and it cost, how much did it cost? Oh, I don't have that. Oh, 100, 100, nope. I don't have it. Eh, eh. That's what I have right now. A little Frankenstein for you. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Canopy growth is downgraded. I bring that up because the Canadian marijuana story stocks. Canopy growth should be kind of the best grower story. But as I've said numerous times on the show, it, I've got some weeds in my yard, not marijuana. But I got some weeds, and it's tough to get them under. Crabgrass is tough. It just likes to grow. So same thing with marijuana. It just It's not the toughest thing to grow. It's the competition. It's going to be a little bit more difficult. And a lot of companies like the alcohol companies and the cigarette companies were like, we got to get in on this as fast as we can because our business is struggling. And they saw growth in marijuana, and so far it just hasn't really been in earnings. And revenues, for sure. Constellation Brands, they were aggressive. So when they picked up uh, investment in canopy growth. With that said, I think the future's nice for canopy. Um, but as an investment, I'm just not my thing. And I know for like three or four months, it was all the rage on this show. What's going to be the next big uh, marijuana stock? There's one called Tilray that... It's tied towards uh, biotechs. But it's just not my thing. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, do you remember World War II? You remember the good old days of Adolf Hitler and the sieges and the French beaches? Um, after the war, 
there was a lot of partying and happiness because the war was so depressing and discouraging. And when we party and we're happy, we tend to make babies. And there was something called a baby boom. Now there's thought to be a baby boomlet that's getting ready to happen, that's happening ultimately. The millennial baby boom is coming. And when we have babies, what do we do? We shop for them. U.S. US births fell to a 32-year low last year. And in the end, a lot of people truly believe that a biological clock is ticking and that we will eventually get to, I want my baby. Um, So there's ways to play it. Um, Children's Place, ticker symbol PLCE. No, not my play. Bed Bath & Beyond, ticker symbol BBY. They're still struggling. But if they could name a CEO who could take advantage of this baby boomlet, could be interesting. Um, I don't know. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. 